Welcome back to the podcast, my friends. I'm so happy you're here. Today, I am going to answer the question that I probably get asked most often, and that is something along the lines of, Tara, there's a lot of things I want to change. There's a lot of improvements I want to make. There's a lot of things I want to work on, but I just don't know where to start. I feel kind of overwhelmed. Where is the place I should start? What's the number one thing I could work on that would make a difference? So today I'm gonna answer that question. The number one thing that would make the biggest difference to your health, to your weight loss journey, to your mental health, no matter who you are, no matter what you're dealing with, this one single thing is super simple, but super impactful. What is it, you ask? Is it cutting carbs? Is it going on a diet? Is it eating less? Is it getting to the gym? Is it cutting sugar? All of those are good guesses, but they're not it. It's much easier than that. So stay tuned. I'll give you all the details. Let's go. Welcome back to the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast, the place for women who are trying to do all the things and stay healthy, sane, and actually enjoy life in the process. Hey, I'm Tara, a trained therapist, a life coach, a nutrition coach, and a fitness instructor. And I'm on a mission to help you take back control of your mind, health, and life. Each week, I'll be cutting through the nonsense and getting real with you. I'll bring you the insight and information you need to take control of your weight and health, find food freedom, and finally break free from the thoughts that are sabotaging you and holding you back. You, my friend, are powerful, and the world needs you to start showing up in a bigger way. It's time to get unstuck and start moving forward. So let's pop in those earbuds, tie up those shoes, let's walk and talk. single most impactful thing that you could do to make a huge difference to your health and weight loss goals, no matter who you are or no matter what you're trying to do or what your goals are, what is that thing? My friends, it is walking. Yeah, I told you it was simple. It's just simply taking a walk, not jogging, not speed walking, not hiking, not walking up a hill. I'm literally just talking about taking a walk. I'm going to give you the lowdown today on why that's so impactful for your health, mental health, physical health, and your weight loss goals. And I was going to save this till the end, but I'm really excited about it. So I'm just going to talk about it now. Often things that I bring you are things I'm bringing them to you because I'm struggling with them and people that I'm talking to are struggling with them. And so I want to bring something, a solution to that problem. The solution I'm bringing to you right now, starting April 18th, is a free movement challenge. It's going to be held in our community group. I'm super excited about it. So I'm going to give you lots of tools, lots of information, some trackers and coaching so that you can track your movement goals, stay committed, have some accountability, and there even is going to be some prizes along the way and at the end. So we're going to really practice being consistent, setting a goal, achieving that goal. It's only 30 days. So I want you to grab your friends, get signed up, hold each other accountable, get your butts moving. You just have to go to terrafalman.com forward slash movement 
to register and you have to register there. So even if you're already in the community group, go there and register. That's how you get the email so that you will get the trackers and all of the extra information that will only be through email, not in the group. So make sure that you get registered terrafalman.com forward slash movement. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be super simple. The weather's getting nice. It's getting sunny. We can go outside and take a walk. It'll be great. So let's do it together. Okay. So now on to the benefits of walking. Why is this so important and why are we doing it? I divided the benefits into three main categories, physical, mental, and weight loss, because isn't that what we're here for? I want to be super, super clear though about what I mean by walking, because we have a real tendency to focus on workouts, right? I got to work out. I got to work out. I got to run. I got to jog. I got to speed walk. And I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about just literally taking a walk, like a comfortable, borderline leisurely walk. I am not talking about getting out of breath. I'm not talking about, you know, really raising your heart rate. I'm not talking about intentional exercise walk. I'm talking about comfortable walk. Enjoy the scenery, smell the flowers, right? Have a conversation. Uh, On a treadmill, if you're at a gym, this is somewhere uh, like around a three on the treadmill. Like I'm not talking fast here. I'm talking comfortable. You can still hold a conversation. We're always talking about working out and getting to the gym, but there is some really, really important benefits that come from comfortable pace walking instead of working out walking and the idea of getting your steps in. So when we talk about steps, 10,000 steps, right? Isn't that the thing that we're all shooting for? 10,000 steps. That's what your fitness tracker says you're supposed to do. That's what everyone says. 10,000 steps, 10,000 steps. I started wondering why 10,000 steps? (laughs) Well, there's actually a really funny answer for this. 10,000 steps a day, this thing that we all think we're supposed to hit, is not actually a thing, and it's not based on any science. It's literally a number that's just been passed on through the decades. This 10,000 steps idea actually started as a Japanese marketing campaign for a pedometer. Way back in 1964, they put on the pedometer 10,000 steps for whatever reason, and it stuck, and it's been 10,000 steps ever since then. So marketing, you guys, is pretty powerful. More recent studies, though have shown that somewhere between five to 8,000 steps a day is enough to make a real impact. Now, of course, you can get the 10,000, but what they found is that, again, depending on your age, um, so the older you are, the bigger difference this is, but anything above 8,000, you still will have a positive impact for sure, but the positive impact is less dramatic than if you hit that 5,000, 8,000 range. So for example, most humans at this point are pretty sedentary. So if you increase your steps from say 1,000 to 5,000 or 1,000 to 8,000, that's gonna make a huge difference. That 8,000 to 10,000 then isn't going to make as huge of a difference. Does that make sense? Still, if you can shoot for 10 if you want to, that's great. Nothing negative will happen for sure. Um, But that 5,000 to 8,000 is like kind of that sweet spot with the most dramatic results. Okay, so let's talk about what those results are. First, the physical benefits of just taking a walk. Studies have found that you will reduce the risk for especially people 60 or older, reduce the risk of early death by 54%. You are cutting in half your risk of early death just by taking a walk, again, getting those five to 8,000 steps. Walking improves your fitness, your cardiovascular health. It creates less stress on your joints and reduces pain. So it's something that everyone can do. 
It can prevent weight gain. It can reduce your risk for cancers and chronic diseases. It improves endurance, circulation, posture. I mean, the list goes on and on. And the cool thing is pretty much everyone can put some shoes on and go take a walk. An interesting study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine found that people who adhered to a walking program showed significant improvements in blood pressure, slowing of resting heart rate, reduction of body fat and body weight, reduced cholesterol, improved depression scores, and better quality of life and increased measures of endurance. You guys, this is just from taking a walk. Like I'm talking around your block. I'm talking like through the woods and smelling the flowers and enjoying the scenery and having a chat with your spouse. Like just a walk did all of those things. The important thing, of course, is that we're doing that all the time, like every day. Another interesting study compared two things, a national runner's health study and a national walker's health study. And the researchers found that the energy used for moderate intensity walking and vigorous intensity running resulted in similar reductions in the risk for high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease. And that was a six-year study. So they tracked walkers and they tracked runners over a six-year period. And they found that the results in reducing the risk for high blood pressure, reducing the risk for high cholesterol, diabetes, and heart disease was the same. It was just about the same. I find that so interesting, right? Because you've always thought like, you gotta work hard, you gotta work hard, you gotta run hard, you gotta run hard to get these results. You don't. You can take a walk and get the same results. I think that is amazing. Now, of course, there's a caveat to that, right? If you are a runner, then you are probably also doing things Um, that maybe just a walker isn't doing. And yes, you may have even more significant improved health markers than a runner, but it's very dependent and it's dependent on a couple things. And I'm going to talk about that in our last section when I talk about weight loss. So let's move to the mental benefits of just taking a walk. Taking a walk, again, is the best place to start getting into fitness and exercise. So a lot of times, remember, we always talk about We try to go to A to Z. We try to go zero to 60. We try to go couch potato to gym five days a week. That never lasts. It never works. It's too much too soon. So walking is like the perfect middle ground. That thing that we can all do, it doesn't feel like too much. I don't have to have a fancy outfit. I don't have to have a gym membership, right? I just have to have some good shoes and get out the door. It's easy to do. It's an easy commitment to make. Walking And committing to doing that and then actually doing it will increase your confidence in large part because you're teaching yourself that you can make a commitment and keep a commitment to yourself, right? So many times we try to make these big commitments. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to cut out sugar. I'm going to, you know, only eat this and not eat that, whatever. We make these huge commitments and then we inevitably break them because they were too big, too much, too soon. And then we start to learn about ourselves that we don't keep commitments to ourselves. That's what our brain starts understanding. Oh, well, she says she's going to do this, but she ain't going to do it. Walking is one of those things where I can make that commitment and I can keep that commitment. And so mentally, that's doing a lot for me. It's proving to my brain that, oh, well, she said she was going to do it and now she's doing it. And look, she's done it for 30 days in a row. Like, look at her go. Okay, what else can we commit to? It completely changes your perspective. It completely changes how you think about yourself and how you are understanding how you're able to honor the commitments that you make to yourself. Of course, walking is an amazing stress relief. This is where what I do to like clear the cobwebs, clear the brain. If I get stressed out, I just need to go outside and take a walk. 
And I sometimes have an agenda. Sometimes I listen to a podcast. Sometimes I really want to think about things or kind of maybe talk to God about some things. I do that often when I'm taking a walk. And that's how I work through stuff, right? That's one of the ways that I work through stress. It's one of the ways that I work through overwhelm and things that are getting me down. And because of that, walking is super effective at alleviating depression and fatigue and improving mood. In fact, one study found that just 12 minutes of walking a day resulted in increased joviality, increased vigor, increased attentiveness, and self-confidence versus the same time 12 minutes a day they spent sitting. Walking in nature, they found specifically, was found to reduce the rumination, those sort of circular thoughts that we get over negative experiences, how we just relive it and relive it and relive it. Walking for 12 minutes reduced that significantly for people. 12 minutes, you guys, and we had increased happiness, increased attentiveness, increased self-confidence. That's amazing. Here's something else I found really interesting. There was a Stanford study done and they found, um, they studied graduate students and they found that walking increased creative output by an average of 60%. So what they did is they tested these graduate students through some cognitive tests that measured creativeness. Uh, They were doing things like making analogies or coming up with different ideas. And then they had them do, and then they had them walking regularly. And the walking group increased their ability to come up with unique solutions to problems by 60%. So when I say that I take a walk to work stuff out in my brain, that is real and that Stanford study proves it. You have a 60% increased chance of coming up with creative solutions to your problems. Isn't that awesome? Just by taking a walk. This is so cool and so important for all of us. Now let's talk about weight loss because I know this is something that you guys, most of you are pretty interested in. There are some really uh, important distinctions to make here between walking and jogging. So let me give you an example. There was a study published in a journal called CHEST in 2005. So CHEST is a cardiovascular-centered journal. And what they found was that from a weight loss perspective, jogging for 12 miles per week was not that much different than walking for 12 miles per week. So they compared 12 miles per week jogging or walking and they found that from a weight loss perspective, there really wasn't much difference in terms of how much weight people lost or kept off. Now this brings up a super important distinction because our conventional wisdom would say, well, of course I would lose more weight or burn more calories if I was jogging than if I was walking. But there's a little piece, something really super important that happens between jogging and walking, and that is the cortisol piece, the stress hormone. This is the really important distinction. More intense jogging activity can, for you, have two unintended consequences. It may increase hunger and cravings that lead to eating more or eating too much as a result of that more vigorous exercise, the jogging. And increased intensity means increased cortisol levels, which could be very bad for your fat loss. So here's what happens. When you do more intense exercise, again, (laughs) I do intense exercise. Like you should be doing this. This is good. However, too much is too much. And when you have too much intense exercise, you are releasing too much cortisol. You are under constant stress because remember, Any kind of intense exercise is creating a stress response. That's the intention. That's what you're trying to do. The stress response creates change unless it's too much. And then you are creating a chronic stress situation where you are chronically releasing cortisol, 
What happens when you are in that chronic stress situation, the cortisol is causing your body to burn less fat and store more fat. So you are now working against what you're trying to do. So this is really individual to each person, right? A more highly trained person who trains all the time can do more intense exercise than someone who hasn't uh, had all that training. So I can't tell you individually what the breaking point is for you, what the too much point is for you. You have to learn that for yourself. You have to start understanding what's going on in your body, how it's making you feel, and start playing with that. That's something we do a lot in the Healthy Mind, Healthy Body program. I, I coach you through how to understand that for yourself. So here's the thing you really need to understand. Walking will not raise the cortisol levels. In fact, it will lower them. So here's a pro tip. If you've done really vigorous exercise, try taking a nice slow walk after that exercise. So you do your HIIT workout or your weight workout or whatever it is. Try taking a nice slow walk after that to bring down your cortisol levels. We don't want chronically high cortisol levels. And if you're an overworker out or a runner is someone who often, especially someone who is starting from zero and trying to be a runner, often that is a uh, long-term, a prolonged high cortisol level, which is causing your body to hold on to the weight. There's a lot of physiology behind that that I'm not going to go into detail on, um, but just know that you can do too much. So the running actually might be hurting you (laughs) more than helping you. And walking, studies have found, can be just as effective for the things you're trying to do, right? Lower blood pressure, lower cardiovascular risk, lower cancer risk, increase health markers, lose weight and keep it off. Walking can be just as effective. So I really want to make sure that you notice that difference, that what the thing that you're doing, is it raising cortisol levels or is it helping to lower cortisol levels? That's why walking is so, so effective for weight loss and stress reduction and all the things that we've already talked about because it does help reduce cortisol levels, okay? Super cool and super important. So no matter what your workout regimen is, if you are already a regular worker outer, however that looks for you, add walking, right? Make sure that you're still doing the walking, the slow, calm, comfortable walking. I don't wanna say leisurely. Some of the articles and studies say leisurely. I don't like that word even though it kind of is. Um, I like to say comfortable because <laughs> leisurely feels real slow and sluggish to me. The word, I don't know, up to you. You can call it whatever you want. So not only does this comfortable walking have tons of benefits, but you can also work up to uh, stepping it up a notch and making it into a workout. You could walk a bit faster. You could do some intervals of like fast walk, slow walk. You can add some incline, right? You can do all of these, all kinds of different things to turn your walking into a workout if you're not a worker outer, right? It's a great, easy thing to progress. But even if you're doing that, make sure if you're doing specifically for exercise, just make sure you're doing some slow walk too. Even if you regularly work out, again, adding this consistent daily movement is essential to your health and weight loss and weight maintenance over time. And so all those reasons are why we are doing together the 30-day movement challenge. We're going to get those five to 10,000 steps, whatever your goal is, and we're going to work on being consistent. So the trick is going to be, even if you keep that goal really small, maybe it's only 4,000 because you do no steps now, right? You do 200 steps a day. We're going to move to 2,000 steps a day. 
you're going to pick your goal and you're going to decide what that looks like to be consistent with it. And we're going to cheer you on. We're going to have trackers and workbooks and lots of things to help you on your way. Um, and lots of coaching and getting your questions answered and lots of community and cheering each other on. This is something that we're all doing together. We are all part of this together because we can all improve our health. And this is something so simple and so easy and so easy to commit to that I know that we can all do it. So go to terrafalman.com forward slash movement, get yourself registered. Again, even if you're already in the community group, that's where we're going to be meeting. Um, but even if you're already in there, you need to get yourself registered so that you get the trackers and the emails and the updates and all that stuff. Um, so make sure you get yourself registered for that. I can't wait to do this with you guys. It's going to be super fun and we're going to do it together and it's going to be simple. You can do it no matter where in the world you are. I know there's a lot of listeners from other countries. Shout out to Australia. You guys are like really representing. Um, thank you, ladies. You're awesome. So Australia ladies, let's do this. Let's all do this together. All right. Get yourself registered. Get signed up in there. And just in the meantime, put on some shoes and go take a walk, okay? Grab your kids, grab your dog, grab your spouse, grab your girlfriend, or just grab your headphones. <laughs> Lace them up, get out there, take a walk. All right, until we talk again, my friends, be well. Hey friends, thanks so much for being here. If you found value in today's episode, will you do me a favor and head over to iTunes Find the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast and subscribe and leave me a review. It would mean the world to me and it helps other people find the show. And I'd love to connect with you more. So find me on Instagram. I'm at Tara Fallman, T-A-R-A-F-A-U-L-M-A-N-N. -N. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your stories and tag me. I'll see you over there.